All right. Welcome in. Happy Friday. Hope everyone is uh, having a good one. You know, we're going to be talking about the Rams, obviously. That's part of Rams Edge. But uh, we are going to be talking about the Rams 2022 season schedule. And I'm going to predict wins and losses based on it. Um, Before we get into that, if you haven't already, I'd ask you to subscribe to the show Rams Edge. Um, Also, give me a follow on this uh, platform as well. You can click on the bubble and uh, go from there. So really excited to uh, to talk a little bit about this. this is the first time I'm doing this uh, we'll be going live on YouTube after this as well uh, but this is gonna be basically me giving my predictions and then uh, whenever you guys want to if you do um, you know the drill you can call in at any point I can bring you on the show you can give me your thoughts uh, verbally on what you think the Rams season is gonna look like so Um, Just a reminder again that you can always call in, and if you're wondering how to call in, there should be a call-in button on the bottom of your screen. So uh, welcome everyone to our seventh episode of Rams Edge. We move on here. Rams are going to kick off the season against none other than Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm really excited for this matchup personally. Um, you know, this is the matchup I wanted. This is the matchup I predicted. This is the Super Bowl matchup I actually have for Super Bowl 57. Uh, I think Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the National Football League. So it's going to be an incredible test for the Rams early on. Uh, Whether they're ready or not, we're going to find out. Um, Obviously, you have some moving pieces. I think they're going to be ready. I do have them winning this game. I think it's going to be incredibly close. I think it's going to be incredibly fun and exciting. Um, But I do have the Rams pulling it out uh, the night that they do get the championship rings, because that is the ceremony night. Um, You know, excited to see that. And uh, I'm hoping to be at that game, you know, uh, 8-20 Thursday night on NBC. It's going to be a lot of fun. I I think you got to give the Bills a lot of credit, what they've been able to do with that roster Uh, from top to bottom. It looks really competitive and you know, now you go out and you get Dalvin Cook's brother, James. Uh, I think James is going to add, you know, some explosiveness to that backfield that they just simply haven't had. And then, you, of course, you always have to, you know, be mindful of Stefan Diggs and, <clears throat> you know, um, and Gabriel Davis. You know, he's definitely somebody, you know, when you, you look at it, uh, Gabriel Davis just had four touchdowns in his last game when they got eliminated in the playoffs. He is somebody you're going to have to, you know, keep an eye on. Uh, in this one, as well as Dawson Knox, Mr. You know, touchdown uh, eater, so to speak. I mean, the guy is always in the end zone. But the the Bills defense is going to be interesting, and, and mainly because you look at it, Vaughn Miller is going to be lining up across from the Rams uh, in 2022. A lot went into that. Uh, that whole process was definitely interesting. Um, you know, still, I, I won't say he, he regrets it because I don't know Vaughn. Uh, he could just be clowning, but it sure looks like, you know, he's not somebody that loves the decision he made. He looks like somebody that somewhat has some, you know, doubt and regret. And <clears throat> I think that's to be expected. Um, that was a you know crazy decision to make, you know, choosing the Bills over the Rams and Broncos. Um, so, you know, there, there's always that. But I have the Rams winning this game. I think it's going to come down to, uh, the offensive side of the football. I think both defenses will be very good this year. Arguably both are top three in the league. Um, probably more likely top five, but top three in the league, arguably. I don't think this is going to be a defensive game, though. I think you're going to see a lot of Stafford, a lot of Allen. Um, you know, last time Josh Allen played against the Rams, he won the game, but with some, you know, help with the officiating for sure. Uh, obviously a fourth down pass interference call, you know, turns that into a first and goal. But on top of that, you know, Josh Allen remembers Aaron Donald pretty well. So Josh Allen is going to have his work cut out for him against Aaron Donald. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, but I, I think the Rams do win the game. I, I think it'll be like a 28-24 game. Uh, the Rams might be down 24-21 and Stafford leads them to a game-winning touchdown. 
Uh, so I could totally see that. Um, but I'm going to have the Rams starting off the season. Want to know uh, whether it's a homer pick or not. I, I think they are the best team in the league. I think the bills are the one team that gives them, you know, a, a matchup concern. And I do think if this was in Buffalo, I might lean towards the bills, but the Rams are going to be a tough out. Uh, you know, when they're, you know, the night of this game, they're getting their championship rings. There's just going to be a different level of, you know, energy in the air. Um, I think the fan base is going to show out big time. So, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, But, you know, I definitely have the Rams winning against Buffalo to start off uh, 1-0. We move on. We move on. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons head to SoFi. The Rams are starting off first two games of the year at SoFi Stadium. Now, the Falcons, uh, I think this game is going to be pretty easily won. Um, You know, you got to give credit to what Arthur Smith was able to do last year with a team that I just didn't think was that talented. Uh, This is at 4.05 Sunday, 9.18. And, you know, I just feel like, Arthur Smith can only do so much. They're still not that talented. They've they had a good draft, no doubt. Uh, but this is not a team that I think is going to beat the Rams. Um, so I'm giving the Rams a win here. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if it's you know 38 10 or something like that. Um, you know th- this this kind of has blowout written on it. Uh, what is up, Scat Pack Scarlet Witch? How we doing? Um, <clears throat> so moving on. The Rams play the rival Arizona Cardinals in a rematch of the NFC wildcard game. Uh, the Rams won that game at SoFi 34-11. to However, this is going to be in Arizona where the Rams also took down the Cardinals uh, last year right before the playoffs. I have the Rams winning. Uh, if anybody that's been following me knows where I stand with the Cardinals, y- you got to know where this is going. Uh, I-, I just don't trust them. I-, I don't I don't see the talent that others do. Um, I think personally Seattle has a better chance uh, of you know being third in that division. Arizona has a lot of those big names. They get you with the J.J. Watts and the A.J. Greens, but those guys are past their prime. And regardless, J.J. Watt can't stay healthy. Um, Kyler Murray, you know, obviously he could be a little bit of a concern early on the year. Uh, later on, he just wears down and, and, you know, he's not the same quarterback, but maybe early on the year, he gives them a run for their money. However, there's a, there's an important caveat here. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for like the first half of the season. So when you put that into effect, you know, go back and look at Kyler Murray without DeAndre Hopkins. It wasn't a pretty sight, just to put it lightly. So I'm going to take the Rams here uh, pretty easily, actually. I'm going to take them in, in probably a two-touchdown win over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, we'll say 34-21 or something like that. Um, and my, that might honestly not be doing enough credit for the defense of the Rams. But either way... That's kind of how I see it. They're going to win by two touchdowns, at least against the Cardinals, and they start off the season 3-0. and We move on to uh, week four here, and this is intriguing because the Rams are playing the 49ers on Monday Night Football, and they're headed to San Fran. This is an interesting game because here we are. The Rams are 3-0. and They just beat the Niners. The last time they play them, they beat them and go to the Super Bowl. But it's on the road. It's their, you know, first, I'd say, legitimate road game against a really good opponent. Um, And you'd have to imagine at this point, you know, a lot of people are giving Trey Lance a lot of flack. But you'd have to imagine at this point, Trey Lance, he's got to, you know, he's got to be ready. I mean, it's week four. You know, I understand if they were playing them, you know, first week of the season, it's week four, so he's already played three games up to this point in all likelihood. Maybe it's even Garoppolo. I'm going to give the Niners the sneaky W here. Uh, it's not that I think they're going to win the division. It's not that I think they're better than the Rams. It's that I think the Rams are going to go 5-1 and one in the division, and the one loss that they suffer I think is going to be against the 49ers, and I think it's going to come on Monday Night Football uh, in San Francisco. So the non-homer in me 
does pick the Rams to lose, believe it or not. So I have them going three and one here, um, you know, heading into this uh, upcoming game against Dallas. And I don't think it's bad. I, I definitely don't think that's a, that's a bad record at all. So you're, you're three and one, um, you know, you beat the Buffalo Bills, you beat the Falcons, you beat the Cardinals, you lose to the Niners. I'm sure that'll be a close game too. All right. Dallas Cowboys, not high on them. I'm just not high on that team. Uh, they're not a team that I, I think is super talented. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think the Rams win comfortably here at SoFi Stadium, move to 4-1. and one. Um, Moving on, the Panthers. It, it's kind of the same thing here. Uh, Panthers, I don't see winning the division. Um, you know, I like the direction that they were going in, and all of a sudden they kind of went away from what they were doing, what they were building. You know, they bring in uh, Ben McAdoo to be the O.C., I don't have to tell you about, you know, what he did with the Giants. It wasn't very good. And I guess they're going to rock Sam Darnold again, maybe Baker Mayfield. You know, the defense of the Panthers excites me. DJ Moore excites me. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, when healthy, excites me. But this team is just not exciting. Um, So, you know, I look at this game. I think the Rams, they're going to move on to uh, 5-1 and here. Um, you know, and I believe that's heading, yeah, that's heading into the bye. So they will be five and one heading into the bye, an earlier bye than, you know, normal. Then they come out of the bye and they'll play San Francisco pretty early on in the season once again. I mean, it's almost, you know, it's two games apart, obviously of the bye. So it's three weeks apart, but they will play the 49ers again. And I think they'll win at SoFi, uh, you know, making that six and one, um, coming out of the bye, they win. I have them going to Tampa and beating Tampa uh, to move to seven and one. Look, I understand Tom Brady. I understand the Bucks are really good. Yada yada. I think the Rams are going to lose games if like because they're going to lose games. Every team's going to lose games, but the Rams are going to lose games where they just don't play that well. And I don't expect them to play poorly against teams they match up very well against teams that they've had success against. Like if you have to give any, you know, loss on the schedule to the Rams, you're going to start with the Niners because they've given them trouble. They've given McVay, uh, you know, that whole organization, they've given them trouble over the years. So you have to still keep that in mind, but like Arizona's win last year is fluke. I think they're one in 10 in the last 11 meetings against the Rams. So I don't look too much into that. Dallas, they had a fluke win, uh, you know, back when the Rams were kind of like falling apart uh, in 2019. They blew them out, um, you know, at Jerry World. Not enough for me to be like, yep, they're going to win this. And then I just think the Bucks. the Rams have had their number. They've had Brady's number. Brady hasn't had a really good game against a Sean McVay Rams team uh, in his career. If you want my honest opinion, the Super Bowl, he didn't play well. And then, um, you know, obviously it was very nice, nicely done by the defense, but that was not a Super Bowl that was necessarily won by Brady as much as it was by the defense. Then you look at the, uh, you know, of course, the Monday Night Football game against Jared Goff uh, and Jared Goff wins, you know, and then the two games against Stafford. And it's like Brady just hasn't done well against the Sean McVay Rams. He just hasn't. So there's no reason for me to think, oh, well, they're going to Tampa now. Well, they went to Tampa for the you know the playoffs, and people didn't think that they'd win that, and they won that, and they you know ended up being able to host uh, you know the NFC title game. So I don't look too much into that, to be honest with you. Um, so that's why I do have the Rams beating the Buccaneers and moving to seven and one. Arizona, I have the Rams taking them down, sweep of the season again, maybe. Earlier in the year, they have more of a chance of beating the Rams, but they don't play well at home as, you know, apparent, you know, just with the uh, Cliff Kingsbury era. Uh, But on top of it, Kyler Murray typically plays well during the beginning of the season. Now you're getting towards that later stretch. So I think it's less likely. I'll take the Rams here uh, to move to uh, eight and one. Then the New Orleans Saints, I think this is a trap game. I think this is a game, you know, this is right before you play the Chiefs, you play the Raiders, the Packers, the Broncos. Uh, Yeah, you do have Seattle in there. But I'm going to say the Rams are going to drop one against the Saints. Uh, They're in New Orleans. The Rams have had the Saints number 
Uh, but there is, you know, kind of an unspoken rivalry there. Obviously, the Rams don't really view the Saints as a rival as much as the Saints do. Um, so, you know, I think that the Saints come to play in that game. They'll have everything figured out with Jameis Winston. I think they did a nice job. They just added Jarvis Landry to that receiving core. Uh, who knows if that means Odell's coming? Um, hopefully not. But, you know, I think there's concern about the offensive line because, you, you know, you end up losing Armstead. Um, so that, that is a little bit of a concern. But, you know, at the end of the day, I do think this team is very well built. I think they have a chance to win that division, uh, depending on how well Winston plays. Uh, and they, they do have Brady's numbers, so there's a good chance they could win that division and have the tiebreaker. So this is a game I do think they'll steal from the Rams. Rams are really hot at this point, 8-1. and one. Could see them losing this game, 8-2. and two. They move to. Uh, then we have the Chiefs. This is kind of a weird, you know, area of concern because – the Rams had a thriller against the Chiefs, 54-51 on Monday Night Football, arguably the greatest regular season game of all time. This Chiefs team I don't think is good as the Rams, but you're talking late December or late uh, November football, um, you know, against Patrick Mahomes. I just feel like they could drop two in a row. They always have, and if you notice, the Rams under Sean McVay have always had random, you know, drops in play. They'll have a seven or, or, you know, or not seven. They'll have a two or three game losing streak and then they bounce back. So I think they're not going to have, they're not going to go streaking with losses. Uh, but I do give them uh, their third loss, back to back losses here with the Saints and Chiefs. That's a tough, uh, you know, road trip there anyway. So I have them losing to the Chiefs there, eight and three. It's not out of the realm of possibility they could beat the Chiefs. I'm not saying they, you know, there's no chance they're going to beat the Chiefs, but you know, you got to give the Rams some losses on the schedule. And I feel like with Sean McVay's history, they're known for at least losing two games in a row. You know, once a year, even in the Super Bowl year, you know, the one that they just won, they lost three. Uh, then you look, of course, the year that they went to the Super Bowl, there was the whole panic button thing. So there's always that. It's just kind of the way it ends up being. Uh, some teams are like that. Some teams aren't. Then you look at the Seattle Seahawks game. The Rams are 8-3 and three at this point. You know, feeling good, maybe, but probably the media is overblowing it at this point. You know, that they're panic mode. They just lost two straight against really good teams, yada, yada. So I'm going to give the Rams the win over Seattle. Uh, at SoFi, I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are going to be much of a match. They might, you know, compete more. I think they're going to be better than people are thinking, but not enough for me to give them a win against the Rams this season. So I have the Rams moving to 9-3 and three, and then heading on to Amazon Prime Video uh, to go up against the Raiders on Thursday night football, December 8th. Uh, so 9-3 and three at this point. I'm going to move them to 10-3. and three. I think I really like what the Raiders are doing. I think the Raiders can win that division. Uh, you know, I do like the idea of McDaniels and, what he can do as far as, you know, expanding that offensive range and, you know, taking Derek Carr to the next uh, level and just the different guys that they got in the offseason. But I think the Rams are the better team. And, you know, with this game, you know, being played at, in L.A., I'm going to take the Rams 10-3 uh, and three at th that point. You head to Lambeau here. I'm going to say the Rams drop this one. Um, you know, I don't love giving the Rams losses, but I, I – think that this is a loss um and, and here's why you go from the chiefs okay then you have seahawks kind of like a you know a game that gives you kind of a breather then you have the raiders uh not the easiest game obviously a good team underrated on prime time thursday night then you have a monday night football game against the packers i understand they're gonna have you know obviously some some break in between that because Thursday and Monday, but I still feel like this is right before, you know, this little run here, this three game stretch is huge for the Rams because at this point here, you're looking at, you know, this team going up against the Packers, the Broncos and the Chargers. You got to come out of that at least two and one, I would say. Um, and I think they will, but I'm going to have them falling to 10 and four here on the year, losing to the Packers I think they're a better team than the Packers, but again, it's mid-December football at Lambeau. Um, I'm going to give the Packers the nod. Again, you can't have the Rams winning every game. It's just not realistic. 
And then I'm going to have them taking down the Broncos on Christmas. Um, I think that's going to be an absolutely uh, amazing game. You know, you got Russell Wilson, you got a, a Broncos team that has probably found itself by that point because it's later on in the year. So I think that's incredibly interesting there, incredibly intriguing. So I have the Rams uh, beating the Broncos there, moving to, uh, you know, 11-4. and four. And then the next game, it is New Year's Day, uh, Sunday night football between the L.A. Rams heading to the L.A. Chargers, which, as you know, they play in the same stadium. So that's going to be crazy. We'll see how well the Rams fans show out for that one. Uh, it could be. It could be very interesting. I mean, if the Chargers are sitting there with, you know, their logo at home field and you're looking at all sorts of Rams fans in the crowd, that is going to be a little funny. But I do think the Chargers, uh, yeah, I think the Rams win this game. I think the Chargers are a really good team. I think that they have done a nice job in the offseason building. I trust what Brandon Staley's doing. Uh, you know, I really like some of the players, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. Uh, they've done a nice job, you know, with the offensive line. You know, you go out and you add J.C. Jackson in the offseason, Khalil Mack, guys like that. So, you know, I definitely think they've done a really nice job, uh, you know, helping their defense out. But I think at this point, the Rams have already had their last loss of the year. So they're going to be a really tough out. And so I don't see them losing this game. I see them moving to 12-4. and four. And then the Rams wrap up the season. It's TBD, so this could be a flex schedule if the Seattle Seahawks are competing for a playoff spot, I'd imagine. It's in Seattle. It's the season finale. Uh, I think the Rams win that game. I think it'll be closer. You know, I think Seattle will give it its all, probably looking at a 7-8-9 win season potentially. Uh, so they'll be trying to fight for, you know, scratching claw maybe to get in the playoffs. Watch out for that. That might actually be a playoff implication game, depending on how the others in the NFC do. Uh, but I do think at the end of the day, the Rams are going to win. They move to 13-4 and four on the season, uh, which is where I have them. I could totally see them going 14-3. and three. Would not be surprised in the slightest if they do. Uh, but I have them at 13-4, and four, and I think that's a pretty good record. Considering they were 12-5 and five this year, uh, that is a step up. And having a first-place schedule, arguably more talented uh, schedule, like astronomically harder schedule. I mean, when you look at it, you know, you can say what you will about the Rams and how great they are, but I don't care who you are. You're now playing, you could say the NFC is weak, but you're playing all of the best teams in the NFC, except for maybe just Minnesota and Philly. That's really it. So you're playing all of the top teams in the NFC. And then you go to the AFC, and aside from, you know, a Baltimore Ravens team that's healthy, the Cincinnati Bengals, who you played in the Super Bowl, uh, potentially the Pittsburgh Steelers, we'll see there in Indy. Uh, for the most part, you're playing every single top-notch team in the AFC because you have the AFC West, which is the hardest division, uh, probably the best division in football now, I would say, pretty easily now, I would say. And the the extra game for having a 17 game schedule, you're playing against the bills who are probably the best team in the AFC. If not the league, I would probably lean more Rams, but the bills are the team I have them playing against in Super Bowl 57. So yeah, I mean, it's certainly, it's certainly interesting. Um, you know, I think worst case scenario, this team goes 11 and six. Um, you know, I, I, all right. Worst case scenario is probably Stafford and a bunch of guys getting hurt. So, you know, I, I'm making it more realistic here. Worst case scenario is if, you know, they don't, you know, they don't necessarily, uh, you know, measure up to expectations. Then, yeah, I could probably see, you know, 11 and six, but this is not a team that's going to lose, you know, seven games. I don't see it. I don't see a 10 and 7 team like I've been seeing. I don't see a 9 and 8 team. Uh, if you are predicting this team to fall out, I mean, the Super Bowl hangover typically is for a team that loses in the Super Bowl, not a team that wins the Super Bowl. But then again, I guess we'll find out. So that is that for that portion. If anyone has any questions or anything that they want to throw out there, this is a recorded podcast, so essentially you're like on Twitter spaces, but <clears throat> you're part of the show. So if you want to call in 
hit the call in button. If you can't call in, just hit in the comments section below. Let me know that you can't call in. It's giving you some weird stuff, whatever. And I'll just invite you on because uh, I definitely want to get more participation from you guys. You guys are awesome. And I love to, you know, figure out, you know, I want to hear from you. You know, where do you think this team's going? Because I have uh, 13 and four as the record. You may think it's 15 and two like I did last year. You may think 16 and one. Hell, you may think 17 and up. Like, tell me what you think and, and back it up. I'm really curious if anyone has anything different uh, in that retrospect. But all in all, I think the Rams are going back to the Super Bowl. I understand they have a lot in their way. I under, Trust me, I just went through the, the entire schedule, and they're playing the best division in football. They're playing the top tier of the AFC and the NFC. I mean, they're, they're playing all the best teams except for a few, and it's probably the most difficult. I would say this is the most difficult um, schedule that you could possibly put together uh, for the Rams, considering all the rules in place. Um, because, you know, obviously, yeah, you're going to have to play Dallas because Dallas finished as the top team in the NFC East. But I, I think the Eagles are going to be better. And Washington, look, if Washington gets some quarterback play out of Carson Wentz, I mean, that defense is still, you know, really good. So, but at the end of the day, I think that the Rams, they do have what I would say is the hardest schedule by far that you could create. And I still think they have the best talent in the league and they're going to able, they're going to be able to overcome that. And, you know, I think part of, you know, the thing that shapes a dynasty is showing that you can do it multiple times, but also, you know, withstanding the fact that, look, you're always going to have to go up against the first place schedule. You're always going to have that tough, you know, uh, strength of schedule. That's part of the game at that point. If you're a really good team, that's what you're going to have to face. That's just life as you know it. So I do think that's something that, you know, definitely needs to be said for the Rams. And, you know, I think this is a huge year for, you know, a guy like, say, Allen Robinson. And the reason I say that is because you would think that this guy has just done literally nothing his entire career the way some people just totally do not talk about it. Um, I think Allen Robinson could lead the Rams in receiving this year, and I don't think it would be crazy if he did. Uh, I think teams are going to be more focused on King and on Cup. And, I mean, let's be honest here. Allen Robinson didn't have a great year last year, uh, but he is one of the better receivers in football when healthy and on his A game. So explain this to me. Even though you know how good Allen Robinson is and you know teams know how good he is, is there any way you don't double team the guy that just won the triple crown, you know, and had over 2000 yards the whole season, you know, including playoffs and it just there's no realm of possibility that Cooper Cup isn't going to be double teamed or bracketed or something um, you know, by defenses this upcoming year. Teams are going to adjust. And so I think that's why they went out and got Allen Robinson. But I just think it's funny because I've noticed a lot of NFL media, they're like forgetting that Allen Robinson is on the roster. And it's really interesting because Allen Robinson's not the guy that you want to sleep on. Uh, he's somebody that his best quarterback was arguably Blake Bortles uh, in his career when he threw 35 touchdowns in that one season. Like that has been the most talent that he's been around. So now he's got Matthew Stafford in a Sean McVay offense playing alongside Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby and the running backs they have. The attention's going to be a little bit taken away from him. And so I think he has a chance to really explode this year and potentially be the number one receiver. I understand that sounds crazy, but, you know, I think Cooper Cup, statistically, statistically speaking, I can see Allen Robinson surpassing him. But just because of what Cooper Cup is going to demand as far as, uh, you know, double teams and the attention that's going to be on him and just everyone knows, I mean, the connection between him and Stafford, it's just not really measurable. I mean, you can't really replicate what they have. Uh, they're always on the same page. It's just not one of those, you know, it's a duo that I haven't seen in a long time. Maybe you could argue it's as good of a duo as Brady and Gronk, as good of a duo as uh, Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning. 
you know, as good of a duo as, you know, maybe even Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. I don't think it's crazy. They just did some crazy stuff this year. Matthew Stafford became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 6,000 yards and 50 touchdowns uh, for the whole season. So they're doing crazy stuff too. It's it's not crazy to start putting those big names in the category. Um, and the, the other thing is, when you think about Matthew Stafford, this is somebody that's always talked about as like he's the fifth or sixth best quarterback why is he not one of the top quarterbacks? Why is he not in the top three? This guy, all we've ever heard is, you know, Stat Padford, this guy can't get it done. And all we've ever argued, the people on Stafford's side of the aisle, which I've been one of them, all we've ever argued is if you put him on a winning team, if you put him in a culture, in an environment with talent, a running back, a head coach, offensive game plan, uh, balanced offensive attack, receivers that catch the ball, a defense that doesn't keep, you know, just blowing up the game. He'll do wonders. And all we know is that Stafford proved that right. But think about this. He proved it right in one year. Like, who's to say Stafford doesn't win another Super Bowl back-to-back and then another one? I mean, who's to say this was literally all that was missing? And that's kind of my whole point is that, you know, you still see Vegas leaning towards Kansas City and, you know, Buffalo. And I have no issue with Buffalo, but, you know, Kansas City, Buffalo, Tampa, Green Bay, and the Rams are the most underrated Super Bowl winning team I've seen in quite some time. I mean, if you really think about it. So I think it's worked out well for them because I think that's where they want to be. I think that's where they like to be. It's a comfortable spot, you know. And so I think that's definitely important here, but just kind of. You know, adding it all together, you have to imagine that, you know, the Rams are going to be in really good shape uh, with the additions that they've made. And I think we got to start talking about Allen Robinson more because I just don't think people are, are realizing how explosive and how dangerous he's going to end up being in this offense. The issue is health. If he stays healthy, I don't know. I mean, this team... I feel like their offense just has never exploded the way that they should. And I know that sounds kind of like close-minded and kind of lame, but if you think about it, that was like the quietest season for to have a quarter or to have a receiver have the triple crown. I understand he had a, a fantastic year, but that offense was not number one in the league. You would expect an offense like that to be number one in the league. I think this is the year they get it done. I'm not saying they'll 100% be number one on defense, although I think they're looking at top five and potentially top three. But I think they'll be the number one offense, and I think a big reason you know, why is because they went out and they got Liam Cohen. Uh, they went out and they got you know, Allen Robinson. It is telling me, it is telling you, actions definitely speak louder than words. And what the Rams are saying, based on their actions, are that, hey, we just won a Super Bowl with this. We can get so much better. We just won a Super Bowl with the 24th ranked rushing attack. We can get so much better. And you're going to have to get better. Because the teams that stay complacent, and they're like, well, you know, it won us the Super Bowl last year, so it must be working. Those are the teams that get knocked off their, you know, high tower. Because those are teams that are not preparing for the inevitable. And what is the inevitable? Every team in the league now knows how to attack the Rams. They know what they do. They know their tendencies. Everyone was watching the Super Bowl. Everyone watched Stafford. Everyone's watching film on Aaron Donald. There's always going to be ways that come up and they become roadblocks. And the Rams, instead of waiting and seeing as the season went on, like, okay, so they've figured that out. We can't do that anymore or that. They said, you know what? Screw it. We didn't get Von Miller. Let's allocate those funds to getting a guy like Allen Robinson. And, you know, as sad as it is to lose Robert Woods, and trust me, I'm as big of a Robert Woods fan as anybody. But, you know, having a guy like Allen Robinson is simply not what the Rams had had in quite some time. I mean, think about this. You look at big game Torrey Holt and his ability to go up and high point the football. Uh, you know, Kenny Britt, Brian Quick, guys like that that would high point the football. I thought Bruce was pretty good at it. Obviously, Odell is really good at it, but he's 5'11". You have a six foot three Allen Robinson who's big boned. Like this guy is big. He is hard to bring down. 
He's hard to box out. He is the power forward. You know, he is going to box out defenders like he's going up for a rebound. And I just don't feel like everyone's aware of that skill set and how rare it really is. We see all the time guys coming out of college. Oh, you know, he's a big bodied receiver. He goes up in high points of football. Yes, that's true. But we already know it works in the NFL for him. And I mean, he just doesn't stop. Like when you are getting him one-on-one with the back shoulder, like Stafford can throw the back shoulder as well as anybody. Like he's really accurate. And so now you have Stafford throwing that. You have Allen Robinson catching that in the end zone. And you're not even utilizing Cooper Cup in that instance. That's going to become a predicament for defenses. And I'll be honest with you, we haven't even talked about the running backs. I just don't know how you're going to stop this offense. You know, and so for that reason, obviously you're going to have bad days. And that's why I have the Rams losing, uh, you know, going in 13-4 or 14-3. Well, if he on that one game with the Saints, I think they'll either, you know, they'll win or lose that game. Uh, The other ones I feel pretty good about. um, But, I mean, the Rams could totally win every game. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they are just so dominant this year that they can't even lose. But it's a little unlikely. I'd say it's very unlikely because teams typically don't go 17-0, and one and stuff like that. But, you know, if, if there was a team to do it, I think this team is really well built at this point. I don't see any weaknesses. Um, if you want to cherry pick, if you want to, you know, be picky, sure, maybe there's a weakness here and a weakness there. But, I mean, you really have to delve into it. And, and I think the biggest weakness they addressed, uh, which was the the secondary, you know, uh, looking at the cornerbacks. They go out and they trade for Troy Hill, so they get uh, veteran presence. Then they go out and they, they draft guys. Like Kobe Durant, I think, is a day one nickel corner. Um, you know, and then they already have guys on the roster. You know, you have draft capital in Rochelle uh, and David Long. So, you know, I just think that really from top to bottom, you could say their offensive line, but they got Logan Bruss. And I, I think they're going to be very good at off- on the offensive line, um, despite the fact they're losing two starters. Tight end looks great. Wide receiver looks great. If they get Odell back. That's even more, uh, you know, that's even better. Uh, running back looks great. You had Kyra Williams to Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, and you know Jake Funk. Quarterback, I mean, I'll say this. If they wanted to upgrade John Wolford, like that, you know, maybe you do something like that. But I don't feel like it's needed. Like they don't have, like needs are like this has to be done or we're not going to accomplish our goals. The Rams don't have anything like that. There's not one thing that they have or the one thing that they're missing that can force them from missing, uh, not making the Super Bowl or not winning the Super Bowl. Like they have everything at their disposal. So I think it's a very uh, good chance that, you know, they're winning the Super Bowl again. That's why I picked them over the Bills. Um, And I think there's a good chance that they win Super Bowl 58 as well. I mean, again, remember if you guys have been following me and most of you have uh, on YouTube, You'll remember when I said, if the Rams win this Super Bowl, they are the next dynasty. They really are. As long as they keep things going the way they are, they're a well-oiled machine. And you can say what you will about how this is not a sustainable uh, you know, thing with how much money they're spending and the picks and all that. It's going to catch up to them. It's not, though, because they planned it out accordingly. They have their picks in 2024, so they're going to have their first-round pick again in 2024, which then they can go out and you know trade that again. Um, but furthermore, look at the Amazon money coming in next year. Like I don't have any sort of doubt in my mind that the Rams are going to be able to keep doing what they're doing with the F them picks mantra, being able to sign the guys that they want to sign and trade for who they want to trade because the Amazon money is going to really help, uh, you know, as far as the cap space goes, we still have not seen what the cap space will be. But I have to imagine the salary cap is going to get a big boost because that Amazon TV deal was massive. That's why, you know, Amazon had to pay a lot to get NFL games that they're they're hosting NFL games on Prime uh, every Thursday. You have to keep that in mind. When you're thinking about it, you're like, that is a lot. Um, Rams fan, what's up? Rams for Super Bowl run? I believe so. I, I absolutely believe so. I think it's Rams-Bills. I think the the week one matchup is going to be a preview of that. 
And I think that would be one of the best Super Bowl matchups in a long time. Um, Josh Allen, who's one of the faces of this league, I do believe he's the best quarterback in football, um, just the way he is right now. And, you know, I just, I really like what they're doing with, with their team. I think that they, they could pose a threat to the Rams in the first game uh, because of the Rams' inexperience on the offensive line versus how just feisty the Bills' front seven is going to be. But, you know, led by Von Miller and, you know, obviously you have guys like Rousseau and, you know, I, yeah, I mean, Ed Oliver, it could be definitely a, a problem, but I think that's going to be an offensive battle and I think the Rams are going to win that. So I'm feeling pretty good about that game. Um, but yeah, in case you guys are, are, you know, you missed it, I had the Rams going 13 and four and winning the Super Bowl against the Bills. Um, NFC t- title game, I kind of lean towards the Niners, but wouldn't be surprised if it's the Bucks or the, you know, the Packers, the Vikings, the Saints. I'm willing to bet it's one of those teams, though, if, if, you know, that's how it goes. So we'll see. I mean, you know, it could be any team at this point. Maybe there's an unforeseen trade that's going to come out in nowhere and change the whole landscape of the league. Probably not. Never really happens. Um, but, you know, never. I guess never say never uh, in regards to that. The Bills, I feel super confident the Bills will also be in the Super Bowl because, um, you know, I think they, they have everything. They're, they're like the Rams where I don't feel like there's really a need. You, you could get a better, uh, better running back, I guess. Like I, I really do like what, what James Cook is going to offer as far as the explosiveness out of the backfield. But, you know, if you had a more complete, you know, running back, like if say they got Saquon Barkley or something via trade, that would be a problem. Um, but I mean, at that point you're being picky, right? You know, they're pretty, they're pretty well off, but I mean, the chiefs, like, what are the chiefs going to be? I guess we'll find out, you know, they, they have some starters that they're losing. They did lose, well, they traded away Tyree kill. Um, they lost Tyron Matthew, you know, but then on the flip side, you know, you look at Tyron Matthew with the saints. I think that's going to help them. They just had Jarvis Landry. I mean, the NFL always has a bunch of teams that you expect, and then there's a couple teams that you never see coming. Or maybe you you flirt around with it in the offseason, and you're like, no, I can't see that happening. And that does. I think, you know, those teams, the Rams obviously do not apply to that because you, to be a team like that, you definitely can't have won a Super Bowl any time recently. So, I mean, teams like that, if you're looking at them, I'd say the Giants in the NFC, uh, they're a team where, you know, if things go well, uh, they could sneak up on teams, you know, with uh, Brian Dable. If he changes, if he turns, uh, you know, Daniel Jones into a poor man's Josh Allen, there you go. But I'd say the New York Giants, uh, the New Orleans Saints, I still wouldn't say they'd sneak up on people because I think people realize how good they are. The Vikings, okay? The, I, I would say the Minnesota Vikings are one of the most underrated teams in the whole, all of football uh, because they have so much talent, and I just really feel like they were poorly coached by Mike Zimmer. And now, you know, we'll see what they do with Kevin O'Connell, but I'm willing to bet installing that culture, you know, the whole uh, we not me and, and just, you know, implementing a lot of what he wants to do with Wes Phillips on the offense, having the defense they have. I'm willing to bet it's going to be a success over in Minnesota. I think they're going to have a really good year. I think they have a chance to win that division. Um, but down the AFC, you know, the Colts are really interesting to me. The Titans don't scare me. For whatever reason, I don't think the Titans are going to be very good. I, I just don't I don't see it, but maybe I'm wrong. The Titans, uh, are not, not the Titans, the Colts could be interesting. They could be very intriguing there. Um, not a team that I see the Rams playing in the Super Bowl, but you know, they're a team that might do better than people expect. Jaguars as well. You know, you look, the the big issue there, um, I mean, Trent Baalke still a huge issue, their GM, but big issue is Urban Meyer, and he's gone. So there are definitely some teams. I'd also say the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're a team that really doesn't have any needs. They just don't have a star quarterback, so they're not being talked about in the, the same breath as, you know, the Bills, Rams, etc. But they really don't have any needs. They have a really good defense, really, really good pass rush. Um, obviously they have one of the best running backs in football and Najee Harris, and they have a, a myriad of weapons. I mean, you know, you have Deontay Johnson, you have Chase Claypool, you had George Pickens, you had Calvin Austin. Um, 
You know, I mean, that, that's really, really good. On top of that, you have Pat Fryermuth. You, you know, you, you focus on building the offensive line. Like, the Steelers are a team that could come out of nowhere uh, with air quotes needed. Because, again, I very well see that. Um, but, I mean, there's not a lot of teams like that. You know, there's, there's only a few. And I, I think, you know, the Lions, you would hope maybe next year with all the talent they have, they could do that. But at the end of the day, I, I feel pretty confident in uh the teams that i mentioned as as teams to look out for i mean i I think the vikings are the team to look out for in the the nfc and i think the afc depending on how Tua Tagovailoa does uh the afc the dolphins are very interesting um if you guys have seen jay live on youtube uh my other um show then you guys know uh how i feel you know about the dolphins i getting tyree kill is not going to matter if you can't get him the ball in space and you can't get him the ball in stride. And so that Tua Tago by Loa video was a little concerning uh, from a football fan perspective, just somebody that really appreciates the game. Uh, Tua didn't look like he was bombing it. You know, it wasn't quite the social media content I think other people thought it was. I think it was more of a bad look than a good look. So hopefully he's got more, you know, he could put, you know, more of an arm behind that, but... I think Tyreek Hill could do some explosive stuff, especially, you know, paired up with uh, Jalen Waddle. So, you know, we'll, we'll see about that. The running backs are stacked. They added Sony Michelle to go with Chase Edmonds and, uh, you know, Raheem Mostert. So they got plenty of running backs there. Um, I do like their defense. And Mike McDaniel is, you know, rookie head coach, bringing the, the 49ers philosophy offensively to that team. Very intriguing team. Very intriguing. But I'm going to ask anybody if they have any questions, if you guys want to call in and ask any questions or, you know, talk a little bit, this is your time. If not, I'm going to wrap this thing up. And what I'm going to do, oh, I see Hugh, one second. All right, Hugh, welcome to the show. Uh, Great to be here, Jake. Um, I have one quick question, and this is just my opinion. I think the Rams honestly got kind of screwed in their schedule this year just because it's pretty inconsistent of the good games and then like an easy game like the Falcons. So, I mean, I, I mean, I just wish the NFL, I mean, I just wish the NFL at least gave us a good bye week. That's fair. That's fair. I I mean, uh, you know, I think the, the bye week is kind of, it's weird, right? Because now that there's not 16 games and, you know, 17 weeks anymore instead of 18 weeks, Kind of makes a seven, you know, week seven bye kind of not in the middle. Um, but I don't think it's awful. I definitely understand what you mean, though. At least it's not like week four or five. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously, you you know, like the the schedule is all like predetermined based on last year's, you know, what they do. Yeah. And, yeah. um, so basically how the schedule works is in the NFC, you play two, uh, you play two different things. So you obviously you play your division, you play them six times, uh, twice against each team. Then you play an entire division of teams. Um, so, you know, say the Rams this year, you know, they're playing the NFC South, I believe. So they're playing Tampa, they're playing the Saints, they're playing the Falcons and they're playing uh, the Panthers. So the Rams would play all of those games against that division. And then they have the first place team since they finished first, it has to mirror where they finished. So the first place team in each of the other divisions, because Tampa just comes with the, the price, right? You know, Tampa, uh, that's just, you know, they're playing them because they're in the NFC South. Um, but you know, the Packers, they were the best team in the NFC North, uh, the NFC West of the Rams. So that leaves the only other team that they would play as the Dallas Cowboys since they won the NFC East. So that's how that works. And then you obviously, you play a division in the AFC. And so they just happen to draw the AFC West. It is on a rotational basis. Every four years they play it. Unfortunately, this is the year where they got the AFC West. Uh, they won't have them until, uh, you know, 2026 or whatever. So, um, 
that's how that works. It, I hope that that cleared it up if you had any like, you know, questions about that. But, you know, that's how the schedule works. It's not necessarily that the NFL screwed the Rams. It's more so that's just the way they the chips fell. But I actually like the way they do the scheduling. What I do agree with you with is that, you know, I would have liked a little bit of a later buy. But again, beggars can't be choosers. They had a late buy last year. Uh, they've had a bye week four in the past. I hate week four buys. Um, so I, I do like the the fact that it's a little bit moved up. I, I, I think week week nine is definitely the sweet spot, but you know, you're not guaranteed to get that, of course. Well Yeah, absolutely. So anyone else have any more uh que- oh I got Ricky here. And then I got Sean afterwards. Hey, what's going on, Jake? How's it going, Ricky? It's going pretty good. I'm tired, but hey, I made it to the show tonight. <laughs> Appreciate you. But I got a question. Who yeah. brought in who brought in Les Sneed? So Les Sneed, that's a really good question. I don't know if Fisher brought him in or if he was brought in by Demoff. Uh, who whoever brought him in, somebody needs to get that man a beer because <laughs> like, that is one of the biggest blessings we've had. Like for our era of watching the Rams, because he's changed so much around here. Like, yes, I mean, Sean, um, Coach McVay has done a hell of a lot. Like, yeah, but but let's need bringing in the personnel and everything like we are now getting used to where if we see something we like or some uh, okay somebody a player we like we feel like we can go get them just like that like a big name star gets to come available gets disgruntled somewhere else and we're like hey less uh you know can you make his phone call for us and make it happen and ones that we really go after you know and hand it to us, they come in. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, it, it feels good to be a Rams fan right now. And I, and I kind of hate it for my brother, who's a Panthers fan, because they're, like, stuck. Like, in a yeah, did you hear what I was saying about the Panthers earlier? No, I didn't. What would you say? I liked what they were doing. Uh, I liked Rule, but when they got McAdoo – I'm off that train. I really feel like when they got him to be the OC, I just, I'm off that train. I I do not trust that team. They got a really good defense, and I feel like they're just going to piss it away, to be honest with you. That's true. My brother got happy today when he looked on uh, Twitter and seen a report about, like, uh, Panthers were showing interest in bringing uh, Sean Payton in. And I was like, do it, man. Y- y'all, y'all need to do it because y'all missed out on really going after Watson to bring him in. And y'all need, a, y'all need a new coach. Because me being in Carolina, I get to see a lot of front hand what's going on and what's said about the team. And they, it is almost a, a S show over there. Like, they are really disgruntled with the way it's going over there. But – I mean, I mean that's Panther news. That's not us. So, no, I I hear you. I definitely hear you. Uh, and the the schedule, the schedule part of it, it don't bother me except for the buy. I feel like it's in a bad spot. Like, it, it, even though I love watching football every weekend, I also know I want that buy to come like in the halfway point or later because, especially this year, like the last four games is. Ain't easy. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I don't I don't think it's the worst buy. Uh, again, week four is by far the worst. Uh, it still doesn't seem fair that they schedule week four buys, but you know, um, I think week seven's fine. Uh, they'll be ready for it. And, and keep this in mind, you know, Ricky, that they, they do have those primetime games. Uh, you know, the Thursday night game is going to give them some opportunity, some space in between their games where. They have a little bit of a break, so I think that part of that's kind of built in. 
and and like I want them to go ahead and handle business at, at the beginning of the season. So at the end of the season, when it gets to the brutal stretch of it, like those games won't matter so much, and we can like retain some of our health instead of playing like almost all out to go into the playoffs. I just I don't like that part. I like how we did it kind of sort of last year, except for I didn't like that San Francisco game at the end. I didn't like playing them that hard. It just it felt yeah. like it took, it, it took like some steam out of us. Like they was we left a lot of points off the board going to Tampa. Like Tampa showed we left a lot on the board. And <sighs> it is what it is. We champs and <laughs> Feel good, man. Well, I, I'm with I, you there. <laughs> I'll, I'll let y'all go so you can get to Sean because I see he's waiting. But, hey. Well, I appreciate you calling in, Ricky. Always uh, always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, feel free to call in anytime, my friend. Yeah, man. Keep the shows rolling on YouTube, man. That's what I watch at night when I'm working that dead, dead shift. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be doing YouTube after this. So I'll be going right. on. Thanks, bud. Y'all have a good night. You too. Take All care. Right. All right, my man, Sean. You are muted, by the way. <clears throat> yo, yo. What's going on? What's the word, man? What's the word? How you feeling? Pretty good. I got my guy Nolan on here. <laughs> hey, man. You know, I had to tap in with you. I know I missed about eight episodes now, but you know we, we we here we here. Oh, it's it's all good, man. We just got we just got started. This thing is gonna be. I, I think this thing is gonna blow up when the season starts. I was thinking that too. I was thinking that too the other day. I was like, you know, it's real chill right now. We ain't really making no big big moves draft over. So I I figure once everything start rolling. Preseason, of course, the season. Everybody gonna be calling daily, probably. You know, <laughs> you know, getting oh, getting yeah. a getting a uh, Taylor rap rant off or something. You know, some <laughs> they, they gonna pick somebody. You know, we was just talking about that in the Discord today. Like, you know, who gonna be the? I said, man, I got a feeling it's gonna be rap just cause, bro. By default, man, he, you know, people had a they 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 opinions on him, which. I feel them all, but yeah, man, I, I really do see it getting like that. I, I feel like it can, it can get like the Discord in a couple weeks, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, you stay consistent with content anyway, so I already know you're going to keep, keep, keep plugging through it, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, uh, you know, obviously YouTube, um, so I'm not going anywhere there, and then Downtown Rams. So, a lot of a lot of Rams content coming from my neck of the woods, as you know. Um, so I want to ask you, my friend, what? how do you see this season going for the Rams? Do you have a schedule uh, prediction, like a record prediction? I've been – I've been – I've seen everybody else kind of go with the, you know, 11 wins, 12, you know. So um, I'm kind of going a little higher than that, man. I'm, I'm – I'm pushing it all the way through. I'm I'm adding on the postseason wins too. Like I'm, I'm you know what I mean? I'm like we sixteen and four next year. That's what I'm saying. Like I ain't even all of the tens and elevens on they ain't sitting right with me. I'm like, nah, we sixteen and four. That's what I wanna hear. So that's my prediction. I know it's I know I'm jumping off with off the bridge with it, but No, no, I'm confident. I mean, technically I'm just I'm confident. With- I mean, I have the I have the Rams going thirteen and four, and so they would likely get a first round bye. I think. I mean, I think that'd be good enough. Maybe. Yeah. Can you see? Let me ask you this: Can you see a a team going fourteen three in the NFC that's not the Rams? Nah. Like nah. I, I just I can't see that. I, like, I maybe yeah. I'm closed minded, but I I can't see that. If you know Dick, Green Bay for the past couple of seasons typically been that thirteen win team, you know what I mean. But that was with Devontae, and they was you know they was cooking. But I think I, I just I think like the pressure's off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, the expectations ain't the same. Like 
it isn't all you know. You we all saw how every we seen every take possible for the whole offseason. You know, oh um, Lord, yes, <laughs> and <laughs> and they and they aged poorly, like a lot of them. And you know, there's some good ones in there too, but a lot of the bad ones they they age poorly. So I I don't I see a little bit of it. Um, you know, when Vaughn didn't resign, it was kind of like, oh, oh, did they get worse? Did they get worse? And it was like, <laughs> come on, man, like. How do you not know who, how this is going to go if you do that? Like, I maybe I'm wrong, but I seem to remember doing one of those like comedy little bits that I do every now and then on J Live, and I was making fun. I was like basically trying to do an impression of like an ESPN dude that was like, uh, you know, they they don't have Troy Hill anymore, so they're not good <laughs> like, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's God. just like you and you know they you see it i know you see it if i see it i know you see it it's like somebody gonna come out of the comments and they gonna they, they went and googled all the players we lost and they're gonna list all of them and you're like okay i see you can use google half of those players <laughs> you don't even know what they what position they play you're just naming <laughs> them and <laughs> It's like they couldn't really do it this year, but they did it. I seen it here and there, and I was like, because it was when they lost Johnny Hecker, they lost Big Wit. I was like, well, we knew Wit was retiring. Like, who didn't know that? Like, that was we we kind of thought he might come back, but at the same time, we felt like that's the best way he's gonna go out. So we we had a high probability of him leaving. So that one was just like, okay, we. Knew that, so you know instantly. Once that happens, everybody's like, "Well, it's a lot of question marks at the old line now." And I'm like, <laughs> "Question marks? Oh, what just happened?" Goodness. I'm like, "Okay, why is it that everyone fails or just finds a way to forget that this is one of the best teams at developing their players? It's it's nothing new. It's what they do." I saw. Why do you, some guy saying during the draft that the Rams failed the draft because they didn't go out and replace Andrew Whitworth. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I saw, I couldn't even put it in the Discord. It was so stupid. I was like, I'm not even going. Not even going to do it. I'm not. Yeah. I saw that. I just couldn't. I just shook my head. Like <laughs> these these people get paid to talk. Like. I, I don't. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But it, it, like I said, it's not as bad as last year. But they tried. I've seen the. They've been peeking out there, trying to find some some angle to use. The most ones I've seen is well, they're not going to be able to run it back because no one's ran it back ever in in the last decade. Da, 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 all that. So that's the one I've seen the most. Is like they're not going to run it back though. They're not going to win it again. You know what I always say about that? I'm like, oh, so you you have a DeLorean and you went back in time, and, and <laughs> right? You, you 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 know this? <laughs> you and into uh, that too. I say, well, I heard that last year when everyone swore we won't go in in the first place because oh we gave them too God. much. It's we gave it them is too much. It, it's. And, God, <laughs> I appreciate. And you know what? I appreciate that the Rams kind of take jabs at it and in the content when they put it out. Like they yes. made, they put it in the trailer. They used all the clips of everybody saying, you know, they gave up too much. They're, 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 this what Tanner Bomb said. This was dangerous. What we were doing, it was reckless, and whatever oh, he was saying. <laughs> Tanner Bomb was just going. It he was on some fear mongering stuff that day on the get up. I was like, why is he painting this like it's like this would cause chaos and like just the downfall of the league if they Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, but I, I noticed it comes from the same anchors that like they'll be like yeah, I just don't see it with the Rams this year, but then they'll be like I think the Lakers should hire Doc Rivers. 
the motivational speaker. Like, yes. what are we? What are we? What people? Please get it through your heads. There's nothing mm. on the clipboard. It's nothing there. <laughs> it's nothing there. He might have jotted some quotes. I, I give him that. He might jotted down some quotes for the game. It's no plays. It's no plays. That was Stop. nice of him to do that. Can you imagine if Sean McVay was just a motivational speaker? We would be in trouble. We would be in trouble. Be in I trouble. mean, they wouldn't make the playoffs if he was just a motivational speaker. <laughs> we would be in tr- he would be on the hot seat. That'll be the conversation <laughs> right now. Yeah. It's is McVay on the hot seat. Oh, and they would Lord. love it. Because I mean, he's the young he's the boy genius. Oh yeah. That they they kinda they kind of they kind of tried it last year. I seen a couple posts like who's on the hot seat this year, and, and it was like Tomlin, him. It was like wait a second, it was Belichick. I'm like okay, wait a minute, this has got to be the worst list I've ever seen in my life. Like y'all couldn't find no coaches that are possibly going to get fired. You well, name I mean, the dudes that have winning records. Like yeah, what is happening? Tomlin's done just absolutely nothing, you know. He he all he's ever done is is make the playoffs and and never had a losing season. That that's not good enough. <laughs> that's not good enough. That's not good enough. It's like that is oh not good enough. Lord. But yeah, I you know, there's always that. I think it's just the same that's the one thing. Like if you tune into those shows and you know, I I don't really, but I'll see like clips that are posted on Twitter. And I guess my, my point is, like, I'd like to see if they had a reason. Like, what am I missing with the Rams? Like, oh, and then this person brings it up. Like, that would be cool, right? But it never – it just makes me feel smarter and makes me angrier because I'm like, you know, it, it's not that I'm jealous of that, you know, they work in TV and I don't. That's not it. It's that I'm annoyed that our fan base, I feel like it's kind of led astray in a sense. Like, the coverage about the Rams – because it's going to generate interest and, you know, obviously clicks and stuff is going to be negative. It's going to be, they can't do it. They won't do it. And, you know, this is why they're going to potentially have a Super Bowl hangover, which I love how the Super Bowl hangover was all about a team that loses in the Super Bowl. But now all of a sudden, since the Rams won, it's now be like evolved into uh, a team that wins the Super Bowl. I noticed that. So, yeah, I I don't know, but <clears throat> I'm uh I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Nolan, do you have any final thoughts? All I got is um, horns up. That's that's how I'm gonna wrap it up. Horns up. All right. Well, I appreciate everyone being here. Uh, be sure to head on right over to my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going live on Je Live. Uh, it's going to be a Q&A setting, same thing. Um, you can't call in. It's a little different, but, you know, uh, be sure to check that out. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Ram's Edge. And you can go to Apple uh, Podcasts or uh, Spotify. And, yes, you know it as well. And uh, any of you can go there, and you can find every single episode of Ram's Edge right on there uh, where you get your podcast. But that's going to do it for me. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. I appreciate everyone who has uh, supported this and continues to show up and listen to me rant and continues to participate. It's been a lot of fun. We'll have another episode. As we know, the weekly schedule is Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. So we'll have another Q&A Sunday. So be sure to tune in uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. You guys take care, and I will see you guys hopefully on YouTube. But if not, I'll see you guys soon. Later.